Hello. I am a wafer-eaten, wine-swilling Catholic, and I never, never listen to I Doubt It with Dollar Moore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this 518th episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, the here every single time, Brittany Page. So I have a question for you to kick things off, get things going. All right. Are you Hmm? for or against looking at health code violations of local restaurants. <laughs> Are you for or I, against I am not, doing that? I'm not against it, mm-hmm. but it is certainly... That's <laughs> very funny. It is certainly not as much a hobby for me as it is for you. No, 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 no. It's not a hobby. It gets served to me. All right, pastime. No, 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 no. It gets served to me, and then I have no choice but to click on it. How does it How does it get served to you? So you know the Google app, the Google search app? I don't have it, but I think... I trust you that there's a thing. Yeah, there's a Google search app, okay. and it now has on the main screen, it's just Google, um, it has like a news feed for you based on your searches. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so yesterday I was looking through, wow. you know, like here it has, uh, these are my topics that are in my feed right now. Donald Trump. De- Sh- Deadwood. Okay. Puppy. Puppy. Chuck Schumer. All right. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. And Tony Rodham. And then. Don't know. Oh, Hillary Clinton's youngest brother. Okay. So Orange County is Orange County food closures restaurant closures right via the health department yes apparently was a frequent a frequent enough search i guess so as i drool out my mouth hole uh a frequent enough tr- search that you it was are served now to me yeah being served to you okay yeah, now and i, I clicked it. on it and i looked through it and of course there is a place i'm not going to name it because it's a place you're not going to stop going it's a place i'm not going to stop going to yeah. it's i also don't want to scare the public although you know, if you live in Orange County, you can just go look it up. Well, it's the Orange a, County Register. There's a sushi place, which maybe this is why uh, it started getting served to you. Mm-hmm. The sushi place that's our regular go-to got shut down for several days. Yeah, it wasn't just like a 24-hour yeah, closure. Was, they put up the, <laughs> the paper all over the windows, acted like it was a remodel. Yeah. And you were suspicious of that, mm-hmm. so you Googled it and yeah. found that they were shut down for multiple health code violations. Many things. Cockroach infestation, the mm-hmm. uh, rat shit, I almost said bird shit, rat shit everywhere all over the place, mm-hmm. and uh, several other things. In fact, pl- employees violating health code while the inspection was going on. Yeah. So, so they don't even know what the best behavior is to be on their best behavior. Right. So anyway. So that's why I'm asking, are you in favor of looking at these things, or is it better not to know? 
for you, it's probably better not to know. Uh, why are you answering my question about your opinion <laughs> with what my opinion is? Can you just give an answer to the question? Are you wow. for it or against it? It's you personally. It's not a for. It's not a for or against. It's I'm not opposed to it. You know what? Choose a side. All right. <laughs> Choose a side, man. Happening? I'm not. I'm not opposed. All right. I don't know what that means. Does it mean I'm for Let's it? Let's just agree what? to disagree. What do you mean for or against? Are you going God to damn, do it? Are you tongue. going to look at it? Or only when I talk about it. Only when you talk about <laughs> okay, it. Okay, so it seems like it's not important it's, to you. It is not important. That doesn't mean I'm against it. Well, that's true. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So you're not against it. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, I do want to talk about um <laughs> this new book that you got, which is somewhat related to restaurants i guess because it's food related but yeah. you're, you're all into fermentation and i hope that you are following the health codes of fermentation are I, there health codes you know i'm very clean in the kitchen you know that very clean in the kitchen <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know that's just an odd phrase um anyway fiery ferments is this book that you yeah got. i'm excited and I, i'm assuming you're going to be making a lot of delicious things from it such as would you like to preview some of the the things that you'll be making Oh, I didn't. It's only bookmarked because I closed the book. Oh. While we were prepping for the show. Okay. I didn't want to talk about it. I just, the Jamaican jerk hot sauce mm. is where I bookmarked it because I really want to make that. Yeah, that sounds tasty. Yeah, so I'm excited. But I know we talked about it that I kind of bummed you out mm -hmm. because it is our, it's our birthday month. We both have birthdays within six days of one another at the end of the month. 21st. And 27th. Yep. And... Uh, you were planning on getting this as a part of my birthday present. Yeah, well, <laughs> you like to spoil well, we don't, the birthdays. No, we don't. It's one of the reasons why we're not so big on going all crazy on Christmas and birthdays and stuff is because, when, you know, we when we see a book we like, we, we get the book. Or when we, you know. That's true. Yeah, it's not a... So I didn't think... Hey, this is something I really want right now. Should I wait so Brittany can, you know, I just didn't do that. Yeah. You also sent me a screenshot because um, now Amazon is like sending you emails, right? Saying that my birthday is coming up. Yeah. For your wish list. Yeah. And like, hey, look at this stuff that Brittany might want. Yeah. It's very aggressive. <laughs> very aggressive. It is Amazon. a weird technological world that we live in. Yeah. That I'm being reminded not only that it's your birthday, like, hey, dude. Yeah, also, you need to take care of biz here. Did you like sign up for that? No. Yeah, that's weird. No, I, I'm not going to sign up. Yeah, I don't know. Like, did you add me as like an important person on Amazon that to remind? Why would they remind you of that? It just seems it's very, it's very uh, bold, very arrogant of you to think that I would add you as an important person, Brittany. Hmm. How dare you? I don't How dare you? I mean, you? I just think it's natural. I don't really think it's. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, maybe I clicked on your wish list, so then Amazon Amazon figured, oh, oh, he's he's into that. Oh, it's like you <laughs> looking at fucking uh, health code yeah, violations. Anyway, Google's we like, get oh, it. that's something she's into. Yeah, we get it. Oh, she's into Tony Rodham. <laughs> I don't Hillary even... Clinton's little brother. I don't, or I don't know. There's all kinds of things I have had to say. 
I'm not interested in this topic maybe a hundred 100 times really yeah I, I've actually tried to go find a list of all the topics that I've banned from my feed it's like all every single member of the Kardashian family has at some point been in my feed and I've had to say I'm not interested in this topic you usually put the kibosh on that shit yeah huh? it's like every single member of the family and then all of the TV shows that they're associated with you think it's because of your age bracket like what, what would that be because I as far as the internet's concerned, the the Kardashians aren't even they don't exist on my feed. Yeah, I mean there there could be things that are tangentially related to the Kardashians that I look at, like maybe makeup and like there's things that I look at that then it connects me to them. You also like uh, Jamila Jamil, yeah, who's very critical of them, so maybe they think that you're mm, like you're- wanting to see the feuds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> Well, anyway, mm-hmm. happy uh, early birthday since we're talking about it. Mm, you too. Mm. <laughs> Real nice. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's get to some listener communication as we always do. Uh, last episode on the <laughs> last uh, last time on the episode last last episode we talked about. <laughs> God damn, what is happening? Um, we t- I-, I-, I made the offhanded comment that that. Um, What's that guy's fucking name? Steven Crowder. Mm. Seems to me to be a character who's never been punched right in his fucking face because he acts smug enough to have never been corrected in that manner. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has a, a, a someone that they believe has never been punched right in their fucking face. Hey, guys. Chris. You know, I was listening to uh, episode 517. And you know who else looks like he's never been punched in the face? Mitch McFucking Connell. That's right. And I put some stank on it because he's a stanky motherfucker. Oh, I just... Oh, oh, just looking at that squirrely little face. You guys talking about it brought all the cringe back to me. All right. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. It, it is, uh... Love the show. Brittany's the best part. I don't know I, if it, that, that's an apt descriptor of Mitch McConnell, Mitch McFucking Connell's face, mm-hmm. that it's squirrely. <laughs> no. I mean, it's more like a, a melted wax candle in the chin and throat area than it is a, a fucking squirrely looking face. Yeah, I don't want to take away from Carissa's point or this really, you know, um, intriguing conversation that we're having right now, but... <laughs> Can we get back to how people actually think Steven Crowder is like funny? Like they think he's a comedian. Yeah, I don't. Let me say this. If you (laughs) just because like it it would be like me calling myself because I cracked a couple jokes on a few episodes, a comedian. Yeah. Just because you may or may not be funny. And I consider myself a funny guy. I think many people consider me funny. Funny doesn't make a comedian. You fucking assholes. But is he really funny, though? I mean, he, to me, he seems like um, many people that I went to school with in high school. And like, like he reminds me of them as their 16-year-old selves. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He, he hasn't developed past a certain age. Like, yeah. he's still kind of stuck in this very immature, mediocre territory you know oh, he is for sure mediocre there is nothing exceptional about steven crowder that i could see yeah he doesn't say anything profound i mean he's really just doing what other people 
before him have done yeah. in terms of the, uh, oh, look at me. I'm saying things that get me into trouble. Ha, right, ha, ha. Exactly. You know? Oh, I'm cool. edgy. Yeah. Wow. That's really profound. I said, let's be queer a hundred times. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's, he might get in trouble. How hilarious. Yeah. He's a dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny when people are dicks. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, not, not a comedian. It's not impressive. It, it also is a way for, it's the same criticism that I used to have uh, for John Stewart when he was on the air. You don't get it both ways that, oh, I'm a serious political commentator and I'm I'm taking on the issues of the day. And then when you get in trouble, oh, I'm just I'm just a guy who tells jokes, y'all. I'm just a comedian over here. I'm not to be taken seriously. I'm just a court jester. You don't get it both ways. The same thing. I, I still have that 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 uh, criticism of Jon Stewart at the, on The Daily Show and I would put it at Steven Crowder, too. You don't get it both ways, guy. Does he try to do that? He tries to say, I'm a serious commentator, but then when he gets in trouble, he says, I'm a comedian? Well, yeah, well, that's what he's doing in this situation. Oh, that, I oh, see. Oh, it's my comedy show. Oh, oh, they don't like comedy? Oh. Your thing's not comedy, you right. fucking idiot. Yeah, but I would say Jon Stewart is funny. For sure. I'm not. It's not a mark against what is funny and what is comedy. Mm -hmm. It's you don't get to hide behind the moniker of comedy. Yeah. When you get into trouble, when you say when people start criticizing your opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with fucking Bill Maher. He does that shit, too. Yeah. I definitely think that we should just generally speaking, hold people to a higher standard. And if you are someone <laughs> who listens to Steven Crowder and thinks that he's funny, I, I would be a little concerned because, um, like, unless you are a teenage boy, right, then um, I don't really see the appeal there. So... Yeah, like, chip, 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 just like dicks, can't have more than one, uh, or you can't have only one. What? Just, that's not... Come on, dude. Yeah, it's just the worst dick that you knew in high school. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. And he hasn't developed past that point. Like, it's someone who just got stuck at the age of 16 <laughs> and hasn't progressed past that point. Well, the the other thing related to the punching in the fucking face remark is that a lot of people clap back at me and are like, well, he did get punched in the face by the union guys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've seen the the full footage of that now. And that is something he instigated. He put his hands on that union guy first. And the way that he edited it makes it look like that it was unprovoked and they just attacked him because of his views. Mm -hmm. That's not the fucking case. Yeah. He is for sure that guy who pushes and pushes and pushes, hoping that something will happen so he can become a martyr mm -hmm. out of it. And yeah. that's exactly what he's doing now. Mm -hmm. I'm a martyr. Look, all of these liberals are trying to deplatform me. Mm -hmm. They're trying to take away my voice. I'm being censored. Mm -hmm. He's not being censored. Yeah. He still has a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And even if he didn't have a YouTube channel, he could go somewhere else. He's on the blaze. He's on. Get the fuck out of here with your whiny martyrdom bullshit. Yeah. Do we have another email or voicemail? Because I have a topic that's kind of related to this. Go ahead. We do. But let's let's talk about it. Well, there's a new poll out from NPR, PBS, NewsHour, and Marist. Um, That's a, a lot of collaboration there. Yeah, coming together. <laughs> coming together to do the work. And they asked this interesting question. It was about abortion, and there's many interesting questions in it. But I really liked this one in particular. They asked, do you believe human life begins blank? 
And then they had several options here at conception, within the first eight weeks of pregnancy, within the first three months of pregnancy, between three and six months, when a fetus is viable and can live outside the womb, at birth, and then probably the most important response, which is unsure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the responses here are fascinating so this is how the general public responded to this okay Hmm. so 38 percent said at conception wow 38 percent yes Uh, that would then that would beg the question what exactly is conception yeah so i was trying to figure this out i was reading a little bit about it because i'm thinking is conception fertilization or is conception implantation Right. Mm. Because fertilization is when the egg, I mean, I'm sorry, when the sperm travels to the egg and meets the egg. So it's not when the when the sperm hits home base, when it when it when it when it touches down on on terra firma of the egg. It That's not that's not conception. It's the actual process of traveling to. Well, I'm just describing what fertilization is. I don't know if I said that at the beginning, but um, fertilization, right, is when the sperm travels to meet the egg. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, that's what that's so that's interesting to me that fertilization isn't touching down; it's the actual process of traveling. So, no, I guess I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not an OBGYN, so I guess I need to be more precise. What I'm talking about is, so I said when the sperm travels to meet the egg. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess I should have said when it does meet the egg. Yeah, when it when it does touch down. <laughs> yeah, but I guess your even use of touch down is kind of throwing me off because I think of touch down being implantation, the next step where the fertilized egg then travels down the fallopian tube and attaches to the uterus. Yeah, well, that would be. Yeah, I'm just using I'm colloquial, you know, Stephen Crowder style humor here. Uh-huh. It that's when it fi- they meet and then. Like my my family would believe that's conception. The fertilization part. The fertilization would be oh my god, that's a baby now. Yeah. Which is just bonkers. Well, and this is so this is a criticism of the morning after pill for example, where people believe that the morning after pill is abortion. And you'll have like you just said people in your family that would believe the morning after pill is abortion because it interferes with implantation. Yeah. So if it doesn't allow a fertilized egg to travel down the fallopian or up the fallopian tubes or whatever the fuck. Right. That's the purpose of the morning after pill, which you're supposed to take like within 36 hours, I think. It prevents implantation in the uterus. Right. And some pro-life people believe that that is abortion of itself. Yeah. Which is... Ooh, pretty alarming. But anyway, so, so what is conception? Uh, for some people, I guess, maybe fertilization is the conception. For some people, maybe it's implantation. I'm not sure. They didn't really drill down on this in this uh, poll that they did. Yeah, it was just right. conception. So then you have, so remember, 38%. So almost, yeah, almost 40% of people. Yeah. Then you have 8% within the first eight weeks of pregnancy. Another 8% within the first three months of pregnancy. And then you have 7% between three and six months. I, I think I'd be within that 7%. 14% when a fetus is viable and can live outside the womb. See, and here's where I know we're interrupting here the answers, but I think that one of those falls in the other. That th- between three and six months, the fetus can become viable. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, my answer would be viability. But at some point, viability is going to fall into one of those other c- categories. Mm-hmm. And then 16% at birth. Interesting. And then... Yeah, uh, that's... that's uh, eight, yikes. 8% unsure. Unsure. Which... So you're 8% reasonable people. <laughs> I, I know, right? I just, I feel like that's a very small percentage. Yeah, it should right. be much higher than that. And I said that this was related to Steven Crowder because I feel like there's this false sense of superiority or knowledge that comes with like listening to people that have dumb and bold opinions um, that aren't really based on anything. And you mean feeling- kind of like, oh, that guy's really sure of himself. He must be right. Yeah, and then kind of walk away feeling like you have taken a course in biology or something like feeling like watching a youtube video from someone who has like um a very bold position is the same as like really educating yourself and drilling down on an issue and i think that this is a huge problem in our society right now where people just think that being lazy and not putting in effort to become educated is a virtue And like watching a YouTube video is the equivalent of actually taking the time and making the effort to read a book or take a course and really learn about what this is. It it shouldn't be surprising, though, because look at Donald Trump, who 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 who, there's a premium put on. Oh, science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there should be just way more people who are unsure of themselves, the positions that they hold, that defer to expertise, that seek out expertise before having an opinion. We really need more of that. And we should, as a society, reward people who behave in that way. We shouldn't be rewarding people who just are arrogant and they don't need to read. They don't need to become educated. The opinions that they were gifted by their parents um, are the ones that are correct and will forever remain correct. Right. Just like, just like the, the religion that they were gifted by their parents who were gifted by their parents who were gifted by their geography. It's the same exact kind of thing. Yeah. Well, listen, it is, it's hard and I know it's hard because I had to come out of it. I work very hard at being open to change my mind when things make sense to me and also being open to things making sense to me. A lot of people, they don't, they don't even give an inch to that because there's, there's so much security in being right and being in your own little tribe that they won't allow it because there's, you know, for lack of a better other word, insecurity they feel insecure about that Mm -hmm. and when you feel insecure in your place in the world or your life or your opinion or your in group yeah that's scary to some people absolutely i mean we have to feel like capable confident beings walking in the world in order to to survive but i don't think that those two things are at odds you know you don't have to be falsely confident you don't have to pretend that you know everything in order to survive and I think this is part of it, too. We should be rewarding people who say, you know what? I don't know enough about that. I'm going to have to do some research on that. I need yeah. to figure out what the experts say. I'm going to have to spend a little bit of time with this question. You or, know? or at the very least, be able to say, you know, I don't know. I know what I think. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, being in with like your circle of graduates uh, graduate students and, and people who have graduate degrees and doctorates and shit. I, I've been exposed to 
more people who are unsure and very slow to talk about something that they are an expert in mm-hmm. because everyone they're all like oh, I don't I don't really know I'm not I'm not an expert because mm-hmm. they all know just how little they know yes because of how much they know yeah yeah well and when I criticize Steven Crowder for being 16 um a lot of that comes from who I was at 16. <laughs> yeah, right. And sometimes I meet people and they just strike me as a 16 year old Brittany page and there's no other way to describe it. But I used to walk around and very sure of everything that I knew. And I watched zeitgeist and I like had a lock on everything and you know, and, yeah. and thankfully I was able to outgrow that. It took a lot of work and it took feeling less than and not confident and it hurt sometimes thank god you didn't find youtube in between in oh the interim. god <laughs> i mean you, you didn't start a channel yeah no absolutely <laughs> i um as an atheist i thank god every day for right. the internet not being around when my parents were raising us oh wow <laughs> can you imagine your dad having Ooh. a youtube channel? and he would have oh yeah he would have yeah he was like you know, he was like the leader in the the white supremacist. What a fucking nightmare thing. Um. So yeah, good times. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. That was a good little sidetrack. I love good little sidetracks. You do? Yeah. I think you hate them. No. Oh. They're, they're great. All right. Speaking of sidetracks, not a sidetrack. Let's move on to the next phone call. Kelly from New England about the the coward Scott Peterson in Florida. Hey Jesse. Hey Brittany. It's Kelly from New England. Um. Just a super quick call about the school resource officer who got in trouble at Parkland for not doing a thing. Uh, chances are very slim that anything is going to stick because I believe in 2005, you might want to double check this, uh, the Supreme Court had a landmark decision called Castle Rock v. Gonzalez, which essentially states that the police are not legally required to protect the public. So best I can figure, school resource officers uh, exist to comfort uh, white parents in a sort of kabuki theater and terrorize uh, students of color and queer students who don't necessarily uh, fit into the norm. And that is their only purpose, not actually to, you know, stop stuff from happening. So, yeah, there's a cool video about it. I can email you, but, you know, yay, extensions on schoolwork. Anyway, happy Pride. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. So the town of Castle Rock versus Gonzalez was 2005. That's what Kelly said, right? Yeah. Yes. Good job, Kelly. You knew the date. You knew the year, I mean. Um, And the ruling was that a town and its police department could not be sued for failing to enforce a restraining order, which had led to a murder of a woman's three children by her estranged husband. Mm. It was a domestic violence case. The woman had requested a restraining order against her estranged husband, and he ended up yeah, mur- wow. murdering the... Yeah, listen, I don't know that I agree. I think it's a little premature to say that you think chances are slim that anything's going to stick. He's been charged with multiple counts here. I think likely he's been overcharged. They layered these charges in an effort to get him to plead guilty because facing a trial and facing... A trial in that community where everybody knows what the fuck he did, where nationally everyone knows what he did. A jury, I think, will be very keen on convicting him. 
when there's video evidence of him trolling around on his golf cart. I don't think it's easy as as well there's precedence for this not to 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 go forth in court because you've got the you've got the impediment of a jury trial and you've got the impediment of him the possibility of him just pleading to get an easy deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh. I don't know either. I, just, I, I don't know again, how this I don't know. This is what I think. I don't know how this <laughs> how this particular case that Kelly referenced is going to play a role. Um, I do know that when I was reading about the case, that legal experts tended to agree that he would not be convicted yeah. um, because of the charges and how they have not been used in this way before and how they're typically used against parents or guardians doesn't that are not caring him. for their children. Again, like I said last time, it doesn't save him from the perjury charge, mm-hmm. which could play in to the other charges because if you're lying, you're lying to protect yourself from something that you did wrong. You know what I mean? It kind of plays, it's going to back up the other charges, but Mm. we'll, we'll see. Um, The other thing that I kind of take issue with is that they're there to comfort white students that the law is in place to comfort white students or white parents and then terrorize black and gay students. I think that that's uh, that's more of a an after effect. That's not the the intent. Like, oh, we have to have we have to have resource officers so they that this is what the deal is. I think it just happens because of the general tenor of white supremacy in America. Not it's not an organized. Am I making sense here? It's not the the expressed intent of of the the concept of having a re- resource officer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. It is what I think. Yeah. That's going to be the mantra. All right. On the program. I like it. All right. Well, moving on. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And we'd love to hear a voicemail, your opinion. Sound off. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Well, it still fills us with all the warm fuzzies that we are on 518, number 518, and that we have built a community of supporters who want to hear from us, want to hear from other people in the community that keep the conversation going, keep the lights on, all of it. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Thank you for your support of the show. If you do not have the funds... To support us on Patreon. Or the motivation. We totally understand. And that is okay. Hopefully you at least review us on iTunes. Or whatever app that you use to listen to podcasts. Yes. Make sure that you don't use profanity though. Because it's 2019. But a lot of places still don't like using words that most people use in reviews. That is right. Yeah. (laughs) So try to avoid that. The other thing we talked about it last time, uh, Amazon still hasn't gotten back to us about whether we're they have turned us off. But in the meantime, uh, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, we would love to have you use our affiliate link, which is dollamore.com slash Amazon. Every little bit goes a long way. And if you're going to spend your money there anyway, why not help the show? Good times. 
All right. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So let's let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden. Talk about Joe Biden and the Hyde Amendment. But first, let's talk a little bit about what the Hyde Amendment is. In 1976, three years after the passage of uh, Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. the House of Representatives and its chief sponsor, it's named after Henry Hyde of Illinois. Mm-hmm. You're Republican. That's right. Uh, it was He was the chief sponsor of this bill, which precludes any federal funding to go toward abortions, mm-hmm. which means Medicaid, mm-hmm. uh, Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. any any federal dollars cannot go to fund the performance, the performance, performed abortion. Unless a woman's life is in danger or, oh, that's right. or the pregnancy resulted from rape or incest. That's right. The, 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 those exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if, uh, if abortion is murder... Well, you can murder people in these three instances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they don't really fucking believe that. Anyway. Yeah. So Joe Biden, did you have something? Yeah. Well, we want to say that this is uh, renewed every year. That's right. Since 1976. With occasional changes to the list of exceptions yeah. when it is renewed. And just to say, Medicaid, um, it's a joint federal and state program. And states can cover abortions with their with their funds, the share of the funds, but most of the states do not. Yeah. So and it's kind of, it's kind of the deal. Mm-hmm. It just kind of just entered into the zeitgeist. Speaking of zeitgeist, you mm-hmm. put the word in my head. Um, and that's, it's been just standard operating procedure for the most part since 1976. Right. So what's been happening lately is that there's been obviously a spotlight on the issue of abortion with all of the states that are putting into place uh, restrictions, banning abortion, yeah. trying to push the issue into the Supreme Court now that there's a conservative majority. The Kavanaugh Supreme Court. With the end goal essentially being the repeal of Roe versus Wade. And... Many of the presidential candidates have been affirming their support to repeal the Hyde Amendment. Not just many, all. All, every single one, except Joe Biden. Yes, except Joe Biden. That is until there was so much backlash to his statement saying that he did not support repealing the amendment. Um, He outright said that, that very thing. Right. He went from one day saying that he does not support repealing the Hyde Amendment. Mm -hmm. He agrees with the Hyde Amendment to the very next day, oh no, we need to repeal the Hyde Amendment. Yes. And the other thing, the other thing about this is that because it is Medicaid and because it is the funding of Planned Parenthood, this disproportionately affects, the Hyde Amendment disproportionately affects women who are have low SES socio socioeconomic um, their status, uh, and it also disproportionately affects women of color. So this isn't about like w- rich white kids who get pregnant because they're not going to use Medicaid. They're likely not going to to use a low cost abortion provider like go to their local Planned Parenthood, which is usually like in a bad fucking neighborhood. Th- this is women of color. 
women who live in low income neighborhoods, women who who like, like there's a comment he uses in the, in the statement we're getting ready to play where he talks about your zip code. It shouldn't matter about your zip code. That's to what he's referring yeah, well, Medicaid is a program for low-income Americans. Yes. And I was on that when I was a kid. Yeah. It's the reason that um, I didn't have medical bills when I got my appendix removed. And it's also the reason I didn't have medical bills when I got all of my wisdom teeth extracted. Yeah, yeah. So thank you to the Idaho taxpayers for that. Um, but... There are two different studies that the New York Times referenced on this in terms of who is affected, knowing that it is primarily low-income Americans, but they reference a study from a abortion rights advocate institute and then also a an institute that opposes mm-hmm. abortion rights um, to explain how it's difficult to find the exact number of how many abortions the Hyde Amendment actually prevents. Because that's really the goal, right? Sure, of course. Um, So the New York Times here, according to a 2009 literature review by the Guttmacher Institute, which supports abortion rights, approximately one fourth of women who would have Medicaid funded abortions instead gave birth when the funding is unavailable. Right. And then what happens? Then the kid, fuck you, you're on your own. Right. Yes, exactly. And then in a 2016 report, the Charlotte Lozier Institute, which opposes abortion, cited studies showing a 13% increase in births among Medicaid recipients after the amendment was enacted and estimated that it prevented more than 60,000 abortions per year. Wow. So putting low-income women in a situation where they do not have access yeah. and they are forced to become victims of their reproductive situation. Well, it's also continuing the cycle of poverty and dependence on public assistance, which the, the Republican Party is apparently opposed to. But that is exactly what this does. Mm-hmm. You have a poor girl. When is she going to be able to go to college if she has a kid at 16? at 17 when is she going to be able to get ahead get a job and save some money that's that's out of the that's out of the cards for her now well and someone who's pro-life that's listening to you say that would say well jesse that's not impossible look at all these stories that you've heard of women who have done that and i would agree it is not impossible and that is anecdotal oh here's some anecdotal evidence of one case or two cases or a thousand cases we're talking about sixty thousand. what my point was with all that is that there is no help after that point that's right there is no assistance and if there is it's difficult to get and there still is shame associated with it and there is this mentality of well you should you you know you made this bed you lie in it now right. and you should be able to get yourself out and yeah it's going to be hard for you but you better work you know and there is no support it is hard to find and that's not the way it should be if if they want people to get off the government dime right it is uh it's one of the most stark hypocrisies of the Republican Party of all of them and there are many yeah because they're also against providing abortion I mean because they're also against providing birth control pills yeah. for free they're against the morning after pill in some cases things that would actually go really far to preventing abortions right yeah, if that's the end game is to try to uh, to prevent as many abortions as possible then you're gonna want birth control at every gas station counter fucking like a fucking candy bowl at your grandma's house right you're going to want to teach kids sex education in school so that they know how not to get pregnant not abstinence fucking ding dongs right because they're gonna have sex for sure so anyway 
I want to play a lot of media outlets have done this where they play just like 10 seconds of this, but I want to give the full flavor here like we do on the show. I'm going to give the entire context of his three plus minute speech where he announces that he once was and now uh, oppose. He once was for and now opposes the Hyde Amendment. Joe Biden. Folks, you know, and I'm going to fight to protect a woman's right to make her own personal decisions when it gets to her health care. I've also, so for many years, and let me say this before you start to clap or boo, is that for many years as U.S. Senator, I have uh, supported the Hyde Amendment like many, many others have. Because there was sufficient monies and circumstances where women were able to exercise that right, women of color, poor women, women are not able to have access, and it it was not under attack as it was then as it is now. But circumstances have changed. I've been working through the final details of my health care plan, like others in this race, and I've been struggling with the problems that Hyde now presents. It's become clear to me that to get universal coverage and to provide for the full range of health services women need, which I plan to do with the continued expansion of Medicaid and the public option of a of a Medicare of a Medicare plan in that environment where providers like Planned Parenthood are under unrelenting attack where we have a circumstance and I, I this is I want to be clear why I'm taking the position I have so I make no apologies in my last position and I make no apologies what I'm about to say the fact of the matter is that when in fact there is this enormous pressure and even threat to close down clinics that are available in the past for women who do not have the funds but are able to have them paid for privately, as we've been able to do. That was one thing. But we now see so many Republican governors denying health care to millions of the most poorest and most vulnerable Americans by refusing even Medicaid expansion. I can't justify leaving millions of women without access to the care they need and the ability to to exercise their constitutionally protected right. If I believe health care is a right as I do, I can no longer support an amendment that makes that right dependent on someone's zip code. And I want to be clear with you. I don't want to mislead you. If, in fact, If, in fact, it was still available, I think, just as I've never attempted to impose my views on anyone else as to when life begins, I have never attempted to impose my view on who should pay for it if people fundamentally disagree with with the position we take. But, folks, but, folks, times have changed. I don't think these guys are going to let up. What's changed is, and Jesse and I talked about this in another context, when I was, got the great honor of receiving the, the medal at the Martin Luther King uh, um, Museum. And that was that I don't think that most of us saw, foresaw, I think Jesse did a little, but I didn't, that we would see a return of this viciousness, this, 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 this sort of this, this uh, notion of, of pitting people against one another that we are seeing now return to this related to abortion return to this when the fuck did we go away from that to return to it joe biden get the 
fuck out of here with this entire bullshit. Uh, there's two clips I want to play, but I just two clips from this speech, the, the short blurbs. But there's another one I missed. I heard again. Troubling with the problems. There, there are tr troubles with the problems that the Hyde now presents, that the Hyde Amendment now presents. There are no new troubling problems presented by the Hyde Amendment today that weren't there a week, a month, a year, or 30 years ago. It's T always fucking been there. Times have changed. Yeah, come on. Times have changed in 24 hours. But listen to him. First of all, one of my main criticisms of Joe Biden is that he is very similar to Donald Trump in a few ways. One of which is the fact that he does refuse to apologize mm -hmm. for really anything. Where we have a circumstance, and I, I, this is, I want to be clear why I'm taking the position I have. So I make no apologies in my last position, and I make no apologies for what I'm about to say. I'm not going to apologize for a terrible position that I've held for decades. Mm-hmm. And I and then when I when I change on a dime when there's been no new information presented, mm -hmm. we're in the same situation we were a week and a month ago. I'm not going to apologize for changing my mind. This isn't enough information for me to put my faith in this man to 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 vote for him in primary. Mm -hmm. Now again. It'll be another situation if he is the nominee that I will vote for him, just like I voted for Hillary Clinton, not because he's the best, not because I think he'll make a stellar president, but because I don't want Donald Trump to be in office. And that's a terrible reason to vote for someone. Well, and I want to make sure that we're making it clear that, well, at least for me, my criticism here of Joe Biden is not that he changed his mind. I want politicians to change their mind with new evidence new information yes. i want that to happen of course the problem here is that when this discussion started happening about the hyde amendment it was like a week ago when all this really yeah. came to a head and he's acting like things changed recently with republican governors right no nothing's, sir nothing's changed since september 30th 1976 except for well a lot has changed since that <laughs> not related but, to the hyde amendment but um but what has changed is the response that happened on social media the response to joe biden being the only candidate in the yeah. sea of democratic candidates who was not in favor of repealing this amendment and within like 24 hours, he reversed his position. Nothing else changed except for the response that he received. Yeah. His position was unpopular. And so he shifted. So does he really still agree with the Hyde Amendment? But I have to change because I just like I can't put my hands on ladies all the time now. Things have changed. I still feel like I want to, but I know I can't. Is that a... Is that a an appropriate reason? Is that a convincing reason for people? Well, and there would have been a big difference if he came out and said, listen, I have been listening to the sea of voices out there that have actually shown me the error of my ways. I want to apologize. I didn't know. I didn't have enough information before. I didn't really get it. Yeah. Now I get it. I mean, I would still think, okay, he's being a politician, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it would be more convincing. At least it's an honest answer and reason for why he's switching. Yes. It, it would sound more honest. <laughs> well, the other thing is he says he, he, he made a statement in there about Planned Parenthood and organizations like Planned Parenthood being under unrelenting attack now more than ever. What? No, it's not. 
It's the same thing as when I was a fundamentalist evangelical Christian in the 90s. The same thing was happening. In fact, if anything, there are fewer abortion bombings, clinic bombings, than there were 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. From, from a standpoint of violence, it's less now. Far fewer occurrences take place. Here's the other thing that bothers me about what he said, and it's this. I don't want to mislead you. If in fact, if in fact it was still available, I think, just as I've never attempted to impose my views on anyone else as the when life begins, I have never attempted to impose my view on who should pay for it if people fundamentally disagree with, my, with the position we take. But folks, but folks, times have changed. Times have not changed, Joe. Times have not changed. And just as he fundamentally doesn't believe and has never attempted to change to impose his views about when life begins, he also doesn't want to impose his view about who should pay for it. Listen, people come to that opinion largely based on their religion. And someone's religious belief doesn't hold weight in a secular society. If you believe that a woman should wear dresses that are floor length, great. Live that way. But you don't put that on anybody else in this society in this, because we live in a secular community mm-hmm. under a secular form of government. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes with this. If you believe some weird thing about spirits and uh, the, 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 uh, the soul gets imparted into a, into, into a, a fetus or a, a cell at a certain moment, unless you have scientific data to back that up, where it's a true story and not just some nebulous belief that you pulled out of the air mm-hmm. or for some you know 3,000-year-old manuscript, then that doesn't get put on to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I just... He's giving... Too much like, oh, well, if it ever went back to the way it was 10 years ago, then we could go back to the Hyde Amendment. That's what I'm hearing there. Mm -hmm. Not good enough. You didn't really change your mind. You're doing what's politically expedient, and that's not what I want in a leader. I want someone who's passionate and is principled, who stands behind what they actually believe. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I have no fucking idea what Joe Biden actually believes. Yeah, I I would agree with that, not knowing what he believes. Um, I'm wondering, do you feel some apprehension about this discussion that we're having right now on the show about Joe Biden? Always. Yeah. Always, because people, we, we lose a tremendous amount of Patreon supporters when we talk bad about Sam Harris, talk truthfully about Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Right now, Joe Biden is far and away the leader in the in the Democratic field. What do you think is the solution there to help people feel more comfortable engaging in constructive criticism for those that they consider on on their side, on their team? I don't know. I I mean, because I'm not attacking anyone out there who believes in Joe Biden, who likes Joe Biden. I'm attacking Joe Biden right now. I don't even think you're attacking him. I don't don't even think that's a good phrase to use. Mm. I think that this is criticism that is warranted. Okay, I'm I'm criticizing. It is important criticism. It's an important conversation to have. This is the type of stuff that we should be wrestling with when we are preparing to elect the next leader of our country. Yeah. And 
for people to take the position that we either shouldn't be criticizing those on our side or that we should only be focusing on what Donald Trump does wrong. I just feel like that's really misguided. And I hope that somehow we can get to a point where we are more comfortable engaging in these important conversations because we really need to elect and put up the best person for election. Yes. Um, that, that That's going to be the best person for the country. Uh, that's also going to be able to beat Donald Trump. And I really submit that we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, well, let, let me say this. Relative to changing your minds on things, I really liked Pete Buttigieg when he came on the scene. Really liked him. And then I saw that it was a lot of platitudes, a lot of uh, not actual policy. Same thing with Beto. I like both of them. I, I do. But I don't think either one of them is ready to be president of the United States. And if you're picking the person that is going to be best for the office and best for the country, I truly believe that person will beat Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Had Bernie won the primary and been the nominee last time, mm -hmm. I don't believe we'd have Donald Trump right now. Because of the Democratic field, he was it. He was the best person. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we would love to know what you think. Uh, if you're if you're a Biden supporter, one, I'm not yelling at you. This bothers me a lot, and I I really think it should bother you too. Right now, I really like Elizabeth Warren, but if she steps on her dick and makes a fucking problem like this, I'm gonna scream and yell about that too. Mm -hmm. Because we have to get this out of the way now before it's against Donald Trump, and then they use this. Trust me, this is going to be used in a general election if he gets that far. Absolutely. And you know what? Likely the words I'm saying right now will be used to. Mm -hmm. And that is okay because our party, our side of the aisle has integrity or should have integrity. If we wanted to play the game like Republicans and be fucking hypocrites constantly, whether it be about abortion and then the kids who end up being born because abortions are not legal... Well, then what good is that? J Joe Biden, last week when he was all for the Hyde Amendment, there was one abortion clinic in the entire state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. There was one abortion clinic in the entire state of Mississippi when he was all about the Hyde Amendment. There's still one abortion clinic in each one of those states, and all of a sudden he's against it. I don't buy it. And I don't, I don't want to put my support... Give my money, give my time, give my energy to a candidate who I can't fundamentally believe has the best interest of the country and not the best interest of, of his candidacy in mind. That's a good way to put it. Anyway, again, we'd love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you're going to email the voice memos from your smartphone to I doubt it. At I know that our hype song used to be Love on Top by Beyonce, but I think that we should just sub in the fire that you just uh, shot out of your mouth. <laughs> and that should be our new hype song. We could put some uh, background right. music to it all and right. get us all fired up. Hey, Brittany. Ready to do the show. I said, all right. Fired up. Let, <laughs> let's, let's switch gears to a little fire in Donald Trump. He was just in Normandy. Remember last year it rained and he didn't show up. Because, oh, the Secret Service said we couldn't fly there, even though every other world leader was there. Mm -hmm. well, well, you know how you can't fly in the rain. 
Yeah, that's right. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Helicopters, especially military helicopters, they're all grounded in bad weather. No wars get fought in bad weather because (laughs) it's too dangerous. Well, you know how when those warnings come on the TV, when it starts raining and everyone stays inside like the purge? Yeah, like here in L.A. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even go outside. Like the purge. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Donald Trump apparently gave this uh, breathtaking speech. He finally became president of the United States of America this moment. Oh, God. It was another one of those moments where people were praising him. Oh, how presidential. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he gave an interview with, with, uh, what's her face? Uh, Laura Ingram. Mm. On the on the cemetery in the background feet away from him behind his back mm-hmm. were hundreds of graves of men who gave their lives at normandy yeah and he's attacking political opponents mm-hmm. lying in an interview disgracing the sacred hallowed ground on which he sat and jake tapper took him to task for it 75 years ago today More than 160,000 troops from the United States, the UK, Canada, Australia, and other allied nations riding in on more than 13,000 aircraft and 5,000 ships stormed the beaches and parachuted into Normandy, France, in an effort to help liberate Europe from Nazi tyranny. Today is an international day of remembrance for that deadly and vital mission for the brave men who fought and died on those beaches and in those hamlets. More than 9,380 men are buried at Normandy, which today was the site of the ceremony honoring those lost in the fight for freedom. Now, you might think that such a day and such a setting would compel an American president, a president who himself gave a strong address to mark the occasion of the memorial, to resist from engaging in petty politics on this day and on those grounds. But you would be wrong. Here's President Trump just yards away from the graves of American heroes, asked by his favorite channel about special counsel Robert Mueller, who is not incidentally a veteran of the Vietnam War, awarded a bronze star for valor. Do you mind if he testifies still before you said he didn't care if Mueller testifies? He made such a fool out of himself the last time she... Because what people don't report is the letter he had to do to straighten out his testimony because his testimony was wrong. It's not exactly clear what, what Trump was talking about, even, since Mueller didn't testify. But, but either way, the, the president also had some choice words in the same setting, just yards from the graves of heroes, for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. But Nancy Pelosi, I call her nervous Nancy. Nancy Pelosi doesn't talk about it. Nancy Pelosi's a disaster, okay? She's a disaster. And let her do what she wants. You know what? I think they're in big trouble. Now, incidentally, when CNN caught up with Speaker Pelosi as she walked into Normandy and asked her about President Trump's threat to impose tariffs on Mexico, this was Pelosi's response. I don't talk about the president when I hate the country. That's my principle. (laughs) So I'm I'm, going to go there. I don't talk about the president when we're out of the country. It's my principle, so I won't go there, Pelosi said. Now, it's really not that difficult to imagine what the response might be by both the president's party and his protectors on the Hill and in the media if a Democrat, a Democratic president, had engaged in political attacks like that one on the D-Day anniversary, on the grounds of the cemetery and memorial in Colville-sur-Mer, France. But beyond that is the reverence that needs to be shown to the men in that dirt and to their families and to all those who see meaning 
in their sacrifice, the sacrifice of their lives for a cause greater than themselves. Now, to be fair to President Trump, he did deliver at Normandy, as I mentioned, remarks that some observers have said were among the best of his presidency. You are among the very greatest Americans who will ever live. You are the pride of our nation. You are the glory of our republic. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Get the fuck out of here. Come on with this. Are you kidding me? Uh, they were among the greatest remarks of his presidency. <laughs> Come on. But he likes men who weren't captured. What are we kidding? That's exactly right. Because only a day or two earlier, he sat down with Pierce Morgan. And Pierce Morgan, to his credit, asked him about the John McCain thing. And listen to his bullshit. Lie. I knew Senator John McCain well. I liked him. I respected him. I quite enjoyed your battle with him when yeah. he was alive. You would give it to him, he'd give it to you, and it went on. It seems a little beneath you, if you don't mind me saying, that now he's dead, you're carrying on attacking him. Is it not time to let it go? No, I don't attack him. People ask me, like you're asking me, I, I didn't bring his name up, you did. Sure. You brought his name up, John McCain. So I'm not attacking him at all. I don't think about him. I was not a fan. I didn't like what he did to health care. I didn't like how he handled the veterans because I got him choice. He was always unable. He was on committees that he, he could have he done. Dead, Mr. President. I mean, no, there has no, to come no. a time. It, excuse where... me, but Pierce, you're asking me a question. Sure. If you don't ask me about John McCain, I would never talk to him. I agree. Somebody asked me the same question the other day. But I'm asking because you know the battleship thing last week where, you know, there's But I knew nothing about I, that. I'm not, I'm not even sure it happened. I'm not doubting you at all. I'm just saying that yeah. somebody clearly said, said something. And it just seems a bit preposterous. About Here's the, the thing. I'm not even sure. It First of all, I didn't know anything about it, but I'm not even sure it happened. Somebody said they're painting the ship and they have the tarpaulins and they're painting the ship and they have tarpaulins all over the place. I have no idea if it happened or not. I hear it's fake news, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But again, I don't talk about John McCann unless somebody asks me about him. He's a fucking liar. First of all, I hear it's fake news. We've read the emails, dickbag. And I personally don't believe he directed this because in the emails they would have said this is at the direction of the president of the United States. None of the emails said that that I read. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe it was his thing. I think they're they're trying to protect his fragile, crispy little ego. Mm. But for him to say that the only time he ever mentions or maligns John McCain is when he's asked in an interview is sheer bullshit. Because at rally after rally after rally at speech, at CPAC, or wherever he goes, he brings up John McCain a lot. Absolutely. And he he will, he should never be able to live down the I like people who weren't captured remark. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm -hmm. Especially when he tries to go out there and virtue signal about his support for the military. Which he did in this same interview. God, you're just, you're setting me right up. Brittany Page. You see how I used virtue signal? Yeah. Ooh. That's exactly what it is, too, because he was asked about his lack of service in Vietnam, and not to his credit, Pierce Morgan said, you were unable to serve because of a bone spur condition. And oh, Donald please. Trump goes on to say, oh, I would have loved to. Oh, look, I didn't agree with the war. I didn't agree with the war. I didn't agree with the war. But I would have loved. I would have been honored to have served. Oh, I would have loved it. It would have been great. And then he says, but I think I'm making up for it because, uh, you know, I'm rebuilding our once tattered military. Are you fucking kidding me? You were uh, 
not able to serve in Vietnam because of a bone spur condition in your feet. Do you wish you'd been able to serve? Would you like to have served your country? Well, I was never a fan of that war, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it was a, a terrible war. I thought it was very far away. Nobody ever, you know, you're talking about Vietnam, and at that time, nobody ever heard of the country. This isn't like I'm fighting against Nazi Germany. I'm fighting, we're fighting against Hitler. And I was like a lot of people. Now, I wasn't out in the streets marching. I wasn't saying, you know, I'm going to move to Canada, which a lot of people did. But no, I was not a fan of that war. That war was not something would that we should have Would you like to serve involved. generally, perhaps in another? I would not have minded that at all. I would have been honored, but I think I make up for it right now. I look, $700 billion I gave last year, and then this year, $716 billion. And I think I'm making up for it rapidly because we're rebuilding our military at, at a level that it's never seen before. Two things. One, that sounds a lot to me like he's taking on uh, conscientious objector status. Mm -hmm. Look, I didn't agree with the war. I didn't look. I wasn't out there marching and I didn't move to Canada, but I didn't agree with the war. Mm -hmm. Th that's like, well, I didn't do these things that the people who also had my opinion did. Mm -hmm. Conscientious objectors, but no, not a fan. And then when, when pressed, finally, when pressed, he gives the whole, I think he's making up for it because I, uh, I'm rebuilding, rebuilding the military rebuilding the military as though it needs to be rebuilt mm -hmm. the fact that we pay as much as the next eight countries combined for our military almost a trillion dollars 717 billion dollars as as the as the listeners love 1717,000 million dollars we pay for our military. I also, I love the hypocrisy of all this because if there was a Democratic president in office who was doing this, oh, yeah. who never served, who said all these things about John McCain, who avoided service because of bone spurs, I mean, this just would not stand. And you had Bill Barr who was giving a speech to the new graduates, the new FBI graduates. So he returned to the Department of Justice and he made a joke he said, quote, as we've been watching the coverage of June 6th, 1944 D-Day, I had the thought that my arrival this time felt a little bit, I think, like jumping into Normandy Ugh. on the morning of June 5th, trying to figure out where you could land without getting shot. Wow. It's, let me say, that is... What if a liberal said that? Also, because Bill Barr also didn't fucking serve. If you didn't serve, don't compare your actions to those of brave, dead American warfighters, who many of them knew this is it. Many of them didn't get out of the ship. As soon as they jumped into the water, they either drowned or were killed by Nazis. Fuck you, Bill Barr, you goddamn coward. Do not compare anything to the ultimate sacrifice, especially in World War II, of brave men who were going to fight against fascism. It is f infuriating. So infuriating that we're going to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're done. I'm done. Oh, you don't want to talk about straight pride? All right. It's the asshole of today. 
just anyone, anyone who is taking part in the Boston Straight Pot Pride Parade and any other offshoots that may pop up, yeah. just anyone who's at all involved in the process. Straight Pride. Um, now, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. Back has, on the scene, everybody. He's been selected as the Grand Marshal of the Straight Pride Parade. The gay man. Yes. Milo Yiannopoulos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is... Uh, the Grand Marshal mm-hmm. of the Straight Pride Parade. That makes a shit ton of sense. So he explained why he's taking part mm, in the event. Sure he did. Quote, I might technically be a sequined and perfectly quaffed friend of Dorothy's, but I've spent my entire career advocating for the rights of America's most brutally repressed identity. Douche chill. Straight people. So, oh, my God. So, See, that, that right there lets you know he's not serious. So I know a thing or two about discrimination. This parade is a gift to anyone, male or female, black or white, gray and transgender allies, too, who will stand with us and celebrate the wonder and the majesty of God's own heterosexuality. Uh, wow. So this is kind of what I'm talking about with people like Steven Crowder. It's just they're not they're not serious. Yeah. And they have reached the point uh, at which they have millions of supporters, right? So yeah. they have some semblance of notoriety, but they've done so appealing to the least common denominator. Yeah. That's it. And unfortunately, there are people that want to support these types. That's a bummer. But I think most of the reaction that I have seen to this by far <laughs> is that it's laughable because it is. Right. Yeah. And so are their supporters. They're fucking imbeciles. Yeah. I mean, this is just completely absurd. And uh, as a as a reminder for everybody, the straight pride parade doesn't even have a permit. Well, and also for those of you who might get uh, seduced by this argument that, well, why don't we have a, a white history month? Why are there black colleges and not only white colleges? Why are isn't there a straight pride parade? The reason for those of you who don't know and I'll take down the, the angsty anger here, is because, well, for instance, black colleges, the reason there are historically black-only universities is because there had to be because blacks couldn't go to white colleges. The reason there's a straight, straight pride parade is because there was a time in America when you could not be openly gay without being killed without having the police arrest you or beat you and batter you. And these pride parades started for people to declare, hey, I'm gay and I'm proud and you're not going to oppress me. And that's the way I understand it. Absolutely. So there doesn't need to be a fucking straight pride parade because you're not an oppressed group. Yeah, you're fine. You're fucking fine. Mm-hmm. God, I'm mad today. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You don't know if it's good? I'm starting to get a headache. <laughs> Maybe it's all the coffee and the no food having. Yes, that is probably what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to leave you guys. We love the shit out of you. We appreciate your loyalty. We appreciate your listenership. For all of those who have rated and reviewed the show on iTunes, good on you. Maybe next time we'll read a couple of good ones and bad ones. We have some shitty ones in there, too. Um, call the show 657-464-7609 email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com we will see you next time we love you we want to hear from you 
For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Why are you answering my question about your opinion with what my opinion is? Can you just give an answer to the question?